live on American Family Radio. This is Hope for the Caregiver. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is the show for you as a family caregiver. More than 65 million Americans right now do this with a vulnerable loved one who may be struggling with aging issues, Alzheimer's. Maybe you got a special needs child with autism. Maybe you have somebody in your life that has an addiction. Whatever the impairment, there's always a caregiver. And this is the show that helps strengthen and equip you. Healthy caregivers make better caregivers. And how are you doing today? We're glad you're with us. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. Some years ago when I was in Nashville, when we lived there, and uh, we, Grace and I lived in Nashville for a very, very long time. That's uh, where most of all of her surgeries occurred. And uh, that's near where her accident occurred. And we were we were at a very large church there in Nashville, and, and the pastor asked me, he said, look, I've been noticing that when people show up, that it's really kind of like a barnyard. I mean, it's very loud and boisterous and so forth. And when they come into the sanctuary, I'd really like for them to kind of calm down and, and get their hearts and, and minds ready to, to worship. Would you mind playing? And and I was thrilled to do so. Uh, Gracie had stopped singing for a while. She had been going through some pretty rough patches, and and she wasn't singing. And and so I I appreciated the opportunity to do this, and and play. And and I've been playing, of course, in churches since I was a kid. And and I love these hymns. Well, I got up there to play, and it's this beautiful setting. And in fact, you can see it on the front of my CD, Songs for the Caregiver. Uh, it's that church, and and this beautiful Steinway piano, and and I was loving doing this. And a couple of measures and bars into the song, I realized something. I realized that I was playing the harmony. I was playing the accompaniment. I was so used to Gracie singing and accompanying her, and I would play, as we say in Nashville, play the changes around her, and. I wasn't playing the melody. Now the chords I were I played were were wonderful. They sounded great. I even if I say so myself, they were great chords. But nobody knew what I was playing. It'd be like, you know, um, I'm over here at the caregiver keyboard here, um, so I'm just like, you know, and and those are nice chords, but they don't mean anything. And I mentally adjusted very quickly in front of quite a few people to go back and playing the melody. And I had to work at it. And I worked longer in that 10-minute spot that I was playing than I'd worked as a pianist in a long time because I was having to physically retrain my finger to play the melody. And this is this this became a real teachable moment for me as a caregiver, that I'd lost my melody. I'd lost my ability to speak in my own voice and to be able to say something as a, as a pianist and then as a caregiver, as a person. You know, and I was playing something, but I wasn't saying something. And so I make it a point when I have interaction with people on this show or anywhere else, how are you feeling? There's a reason I do that. It's not that I want to anchor ourselves in our feelings because that's that's not what anchors us, but we do have to acknowledge them. But I want 
people to get used to speaking from their own heart, to play their own melody, play their own melody. And and I've I've said often on the show that that my piano professor back in Nashville, John Arn, I still talk with him at least once a month, and he's in his eighties now, and and he taught me more about this concept than anybody else, and he's arranged a lot of hymns over the years that he's had published uh, uh, books of his hymn arrangements and so forth. In fact, I've, I've seen them before I was really in college. I saw his stuff. Uh, and there it was everywhere at, at churches around the country. But one of the, the techniques he uses was to teach us to go and play the melody of any song with one finger to make sure we, we really understood the melody of that song and then play around it. And you don't want to get out there and just do piano gymnastics and something and say, hey, look what I can do. If you're not communicating what the song is saying, then then what are you doing when it comes to the hymns? And the, these are things that have meant so much to so many people for so long. And so that's what I, I learned that day. It, I happened to have to learn it in front of quite a few people, and I hope that nobody... Uh, paid attention to the sweat that was pouring off of my head because I, I was just so used to having Gracie sing. You ever get that way that you, you're so used to somebody else's story sucking the oxygen out of the room for you that you, you forget to share your own and you forget to talk about your own journey or, or in any way express your journey. And one of the, the hymns that I've played over the years, and I love it, this is our hymn this morning, has a very complicated melody. And it, I still have to work at this one a little bit. I'm going to go over here to the caregiver keyboard here. See if you know this one. I'm, I'm going to start off with just probably the melody only. sound familiar wonderful melody but it is a little bit tricky to play and I've always struggled with that melody myself but then when I taught myself to go back and really get into this Thomas Campbell wrote this to this amazing lyric of Charles Wesley and I realized oh wow what is this song saying and this became one of my all-time favorite hymns uh to do it to do it right it's just I, I just love this hymn uh
but I couldn't put those chords into that hymn and effectively play it that way with some of those chords. You probably didn't recognize those, but they're, they're great chords that my piano professor taught me how to play many, many years ago. But I couldn't put them in until I understood the melody, until I really understood what this song was all about. Do you know this song? 888-589-8840, if you do. 888-589-8840. And have you lost your melody? And here's the sign that for us as caregivers when we lose our melody. Somebody asks you, how are you doing? And you say, well, we had a bad night. She's not doing well. Our situation is this. He's such and such. We have a hard time speaking in first person singular. And today, we're going to learn to do that a little bit better. Okay? 888-589-8840 if you want to be a part of the show. And we'll be right back. This is Hope for the Caregiver. Hopeforthecaregiver.com. This is Peter Rosenberger. Healthy caregivers make better caregivers. And part of being healthy is learning to speak in your own voice. We'll be right back. In churches, and a lot of churches today, the issue of identity is sort of like the big elephant in the room. It's in the news, but it's not in the church. So if it's in society, it needs to be something the churches are addressing. In His Image, delighting in God's plan for gender and sexuality, is now available for church screenings and events. Every person in America needs to see this. And all pastors need to show this to the church, get the people informed. If the church and Jesus isn't the answer, where's the world going? We want the message of the film to touch as many hearts and lives as possible. And we'd love to join with you to bring the film to your community. So let's say you have a small group or your church, or we've even been bringing the film into some prisons. We want to partner with you. So what we'll do is we'll send you a special kit and it's completely free and it'll just have some extra resources to help you promote your event. To find out more about how to host an event, go to inhisimage.movie and click on the host an event tab. That's inhisimage.movie. This is William Owens, America's poet. Morning twilight. Suddenly it arrives with the first sign in the sky, a hint of bright that cuts through the dawn of the night. You've heard the saying out of the Psalms, weeping might endure for night, but joy comes in the morning. There's nothing like the morning twilight because it's evidence that another day has come. And no matter what we might have faced the day before, we have a chance to fulfill all of God's will. We have a chance to embrace what he has made us for. We have a chance to experience the purposes for which we're here. When that sun peaks over the mountaintops, let us know that God is with us. This was a poetic expression of hope, love, and forgiveness from America's poet, William Owens. For the entire poem, his on-demand poetry concert, and more, please visit americaspoet.com. There's a treasure at the end of this Welcome back to Hope for the Caregiver. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is the show for you as a family caregiver. I, I, I got to tell you, I just love that song. That's one of my all-time favorite songs. And um, Gary Chapman wrote this and performed that. 
he um he wrote a song for Gracie. He said it over and uh she's gonna be when she gets back in the groove here and starts recording some more and I think you're gonna really like it. I can't wait to play for you. It's 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 really good and uh, I think you're you're really going to love this. All right, 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840 if, if you want to be a part of the show. I I was listening on the break, and they were talking about the identity issue that's going on across the country. And, of course, now that word identity has been used on whether what gender you are or how you identify this, yada, yada, yada. I'm not going there. Right now I'm looking at us as caregivers and the identity theft that happens with us in our journey where we just lose our ability to even know who we are anymore. The world is trying to tell us that you can identify as this, you can identify as this, you can identify as this. I, I, I'm not going to go there with, with that because that, that, that makes my head hurt. What I'm learning as a caregiver is where my identity emanates from and that I'm a unique creature created in the image of God and that he knows my name. And nowhere was this driven home more clearly to me than in the hymn, Jesus Loves Me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. And I, I don't care how simple people think that is. Simple is good for me. When you're a caregiver and you're dealing with the things that we deal with as caregivers, we need simple. I'm okay with simple. And I, I love being able to delve deeper into this because the more I understand my identity in Christ, then the better equipped I am to deal with whatever comes my way. And so that's why I love this particular hymn today and, and why it means something. And again, and, and I see the, the phone lines lit up, people know the song, the goal is not to see who's the smartest person who knows the hymns. The goal is to talk about this song and what it means to you. Okay? And I always like it when somebody gets the song, but please understand if somebody else gets it, if you got something you want to share about this song and what it means to you, now we have a conversation because we're delving into this treasure trove we have in the hymnal of all these wonderful texts and melodies that... that we've been provided for by people who've wrestled these things in ways that many of us may never have to. And this is one, of course, written by the, the incomparable Charles Wesley, who has written some of the most fabulous church lyrics uh, and worship songs that w will ever be written. And, and so I, I appreciate that. All right, here we go. Let's go to Paula in Virginia. Paula, good morning. How are you feeling? Good morning. I'm good. How are you? Well, you know, I, um, I think I'm doing okay. We got a winter storm coming in and our first big snowfall. And so uh, we had a, the internet kind of went a little wonky this morning as I was getting logged on here, uh, ready to do the show. And so I, we worked it out so that if something goes down, you'll hear this thing. Hey, hang on. Snow is dealing with where we are in Montana and uh, Peter will be right back. But other than that, I'm doing okay, Paula. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, so it's nice and warm in Virginia, um, and I'm <laughs> headed to work this morning. I'm not a caregiver per se, like like you are, and I am so grateful for your show. Um, well, thank you. Saturday you don't have, morning, by the way, you don't have I, to be a caregiver like I am to listen to the show, Paula. 
you know, so, <laughs> it's, so I'm okay with that. On Saturday mornings, I um, usually listen to your show as I go to work. I work at a cemetery, so um, I care for family in that capacity. Um, and so it sort of hit me when you talked about losing our identity, um, but also, um, so the song is Amazing Love, How Can It Be? And Indeed it is. Or I think it is. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, well, that's the chorus. Yeah. The title of it is And Can It yeah. Be? But the, the, the um, chorus is Amazing Love, How Can It Be That Thou, My God, Wouldst Die For Me? And what a song to talk about for our identity, don't you think? I do. I do. And I see, I love to sing and worship and praise God. And I find in the busyness of life, sometimes I um, get distracted and don't do that. And if I can take some time to praise God and thank Him for His love to me, that really does help me stay centered and um, pour out that love to others. You know, we were talking about this earlier this week with some friends and and. Um, Cicero said that gratitude is the parent of all virtues and it's hard to be miserable when you're grateful, isn't it? Then we think about it. It's, if you're spending so much time being grateful, it's hard to be miserable. It's hard to be, uh, self-centered. If you're grateful, gratitude is such an amazing, uh, mental transformer, soul transformer. When we start thinking about the things we're grateful for, and and you're absolutely right. When we when we focus on that, it changes everything, Paula. And let me ask you a question because what you do at the cemetery that that's an important work. What is what is one of the more poignant moments that you've had in that journey? So I look at. What I do is to care for the people that are left behind, try to point them to an eternal perspective. Um, They lose their loved one, but if I have the opportunity to pray with someone um, that's hurting, um, help them in the months ahead as they get through the loss, um, then I feel like God has me in the right place to, to reach out and love. That's that's beautiful, Paula. That really is. What a ministry that is, and it's a um, it's a it's a costly ministry to you because you're you're weeping with those who weep, you're mourning with those who mourning, you're comforting the grieving, and that is that is a reflection of of the heart of God. That's what that's what He does. That's who He is, yeah. and you are reflecting that to those who are in sometimes their most vulnerable state, and that's a, that's a tremendous thing that you do, Paula. Tremendous. Well, I'm grateful that God put, has put me in this this place. Um, it, it last last question. To, yeah, I got a last question for you. When when you so, heard this song, it obviously resonated with you. Is there is there a connection that you've had with this over the years? That something about this connected, or or what what was the story behind that? So. Years ago, I was involved with a choir, a church choir that um, it just, we we sang this song, um, and I, I was just thinking about um, that group of 
of friends, of brothers and sisters in Christ. And, um, yeah, that the, the camaraderie that comes with worshiping together um, and also the journey that God's brought me through. Um, he's poured out his love so deeply for me. You know, you, you, you hit on something, Paula, that I think has crippled our nation as we've gone through the pandemic, we've we allowed ourselves to uh, have an excuse to not worship together. Where Scripture says, "Don't forsake the assembly of the brethren." I mean, don't 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 do this. You need to get together and worship together corporately. I, I've been in in chapel services and church services and so forth when we've done this hymn in a in a room full of people. I mean, massive room full of people that were singing this full throated. I mean, they just amazing love how can it i mean it was just it's there's nothing like it when the people of god come together and worship in solidarity and conviction of these great things and i think that if anything that we've learned through this pandemic of the the crippling effect on us as individuals for the isolation but also what it does to us as believers to be isolated apart and, and obviously this res this took you back to a time where you guys sang this together and it and it strengthened you it equipped you and it just so it was so yeah. memorable that here you are so many years later and you hear it on the radio with the guy playing it on the keyboard and it immediately takes you back there isn't that astonishing right it, isn't it that is astonishing? i mean there's scripture that says that god inhabits the praise of his people and indeed I think if if we don't do that together, then we're missing something. Well, we are. And um, um, what is the old Russ Taft tune? Praise the Lord. Oh, the Imperials. Um, let's see. Uh, how's that go? Uh, uh, praise the Lord for us, for for God inhabits praise. Praise the Lord. Uh, for the chains that seem to bind you serve only to remind you they drop powerless behind you when you praise him. You remember that song that the Imperials yeah. did? Oh, what a great song. Brown Bannister, I think, wrote that. And um, just a great song. Of, you're right, for our God inhabits praise. And we've lost that. And so I'm, I'm, I'm grateful that you've reminded of all all of us of this, Paula, and I'm grateful. And I and I love these uh, this lyrics. I mean, you you came up with amazing love. How can it be that thou, my God, would die for me? And uh, and can it be that I should gain an interest in the Savior's blood? I mean, it just um, died he for me who caused his pain for me who him to death pursued. Amazing love. How can it be that thou, my God, shouldst die for me? It's uh, a great lyric. Paula, thank you for sharing that story, and thank you for what you do today for so many. Are you you are you at work now? I am arriving at work right now. So, um, well, all right. God bless you, know you today. Thank you. You've got you've got a busy day, I'm sure, and you've got people that are going to come into your life that you're going to touch. And I think I speak for the audience here when we just are grateful that you're there. We're grateful that you're there to offer a clear path to a, to the eternal life of God through Christ. And as people come across your way, they're not going to be given just platitudes. They're going to be able to hear and feel and see 
the amazing eternal truth of God through Christ that we we have available to us. So thank you for that, Paula. I really do appreciate that, and I think our audience uh, speaks from we. I speak for them as well that we really appreciate what you do. This is Hope for the Caregiver. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is the show for you as a family caregiver. Oh, by the way, and Paula, one of the things I've learned is that caregiving doesn't stop at the grave. And caregivers are left to deal with the residual impact. So I I want to just put that in your ear as well as you minister to caregivers. Hello, I'm Gary Roby, host of Call to Worship, heard each Sunday on American Family Radio. This one-hour program will lead you in a special time of worship and praise. We will focus on God's Word, spoken, and in music. Call to Worship has a different topic each week as we glorify God together. Be sure to join us at 5 a.m. Central each Sunday for a Call to Worship right here on American Family Radio. Learn how to take care of yourself in the Word of God. Learn how to take care of yourself in building up your most holy faith. It's good to have people help you. It's wonderful to be in a small group where somebody encourages you, but that's not always going to happen. So you better learn how to take care of yourself. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for his series, Where Do We Go From Here? Next time on Turning Point. 5.30 a.m. and 7 p.m. Central on American Family Radio. Hi, I'm Steve Tiber with 8 Days of Hope. The fastest growing crime in America and across the world is sex trafficking. We're talking about millions of lives every day, even children. Do you know the average age of a child who is trafficked is 12 years old? I know it's not a fun subject to talk about, but God has called the church to take its blinders off and help end this human tragedy. 8 Days of Hope has decided to be a part of that solution. God's opened up a door for us to partner with existing ministries, and that's where we bring skilled volunteers to renovate, rebuild, or remodel facility for survivors to receive the emotional, physical, and spiritual healing they need. If you're skilled in any trade and you want to use your gifts for a greater purpose, please contact us at safehouse at 8daysofhope.com. We would love for you to join us on our next project. For more information about the ministry of 8 Days of Hope, please go to 8daysofhope.com. That's 8daysofhope.com. Welcome back to Hope for the Caregiver here on American Family Radio. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is the show for you as a... With Russ Taff, and I, I couldn't even remember how to play Russ's big song of Praise the Lord that he did with the Imperials. and uh, But that's Gracie singing with Russ Taff from her CD, Resilient. If you want to get a copy of that or download the song, go out to hopeforthecaregiver.com. Just click on the music tab, hopeforthecaregiver.com, and you can see how to go about doing that. I love that. I love that song. Twyla Paris wrote that song, and um, Gracie and Russ just did a great job on that. Hey, I wanted to give a shout out to someone. I was reading some posts that she was putting on our Facebook page. We're streaming live on Facebook today. Facebook is working. Um, if if they ever need a whistleblower on Facebook to go to Congress and really talk about Facebook, it'll be me because I've had such a struggle with our Facebook Live. But that's a separate issue. I don't worry about that. But I I love what Mary Tuttero is uh, saying and. She is talking about how the father of lies has believing our stories are who we are, but they are just what happened to us, not who we are at our core. We are his. 
put on this earth to do good works. He prepared us in advance. For, he prepared in advance for us to do the good work he prepared in advance for us to do. His spirit fills us to do his work. He's not a sideline helper. He is our reason. And that helps me keep my identity in focus. And Mary, there are a lot of people out there that are dealing with the caregiving world. And Mary is one of those rare few, like what we do on this show, that really speaks to the heart of a caregiver. In fact, that's the name of her ministry. And if you want to check that out in her books and so forth, she's been on the show before. I have to get her back on. Mary, I'm going to have you back on. Theheartofthecaregiver.com is her website. And just an amazing lady who's got a, a powerful journey and insights. And again, the whole point of this is not to talk about caregiving. We, we swerve into that as needed because there's always tips we can learn from each other. But the real battle for the caregiving, those are tasks. The real battle is our own hearts. And if our heart's a train wreck, it doesn't matter how good we are at caregiving because it, it always starts at the core of who we are. And I'm convinced of this. This is 35 years of experience talking about this. And I have, I've been very good at caregiving and very lousy at caregiver. And, and I've come to that understanding that I'm going to be wrestling with these issues for the rest of my life. And they are really not unique to me. My circumstances may be unique, but the, the heart condition is not. It's the human condition. We all struggle with this. As caregivers, we're often dealing with this relentlessly through, through the pressure cooker of caregiving. And it forces things to the surface that would normally you know, be dealt with over the course of maybe a lifetime. We get to deal with it in a week. And, and it's like having a, um, some, this won't mean anything to some of y'all, but some of you will get this. Back in the old days when they had the big wall of sound and they had a whole stack of martial amps up there and the guitar player just cranks it up and there's just this wall of noise that comes out of these massive amplifier stacks. That's caregiving. You know, it's just, it's just this wall of noise sometimes. It's overpowered. You remember that scene at the beginning of Back to the Future when he had that huge amp and Marty McFly hooked up the guitar and he hit that one note and it just blew him backwards, you know, because that huge amp, that's caregiving. And, and so the noise is very, very loud, but the issue is the same for all of us as human beings. And that's why I go into this uh, on the hymns and, and the scriptures that are, that are addressing that issue and working from the inside out. Because if we're, again, if our, if our brain is just a squirrel cage and we keep jabbing a stick into that squirrel cage, what? How are we going to live? So we got to calm ourselves down and go back to principles. And one of those principles, I talk about this a lot: the three eyes. We lose our identity, we lose our independence, and we become isolated as caregivers. The three eyes. And today we're just talking about the, the that identity theft that happens with caregivers. And every time you hear a commercial talk about identity theft. Because you hear these all the time. Try to connect that dot to talk about your identity theft. Try to make that bridge so that it reminds you every time to rush back to Christ where your identity comes from because he's the one that, that all of this flows from. And so that's why I did this particular song today. And can it be that I should gain 
an interest in the Savior's blood. Died he for me. And if you'll notice, the author, Charles Wesley, is not saying, you know, and can it be that we should gain? Died he for us. No, he's saying died he for me. This was very personal to Wesley. You know, and and you get to the 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 fourth verse, long my imprisons lay, my imprisoned spirit lay, fast bound in sin and nature's night. Thine eye diffused a quickening ray. I woke the dungeon flame with light. My chains fell off. My heart was free. I rose, went forth, and followed thee. This was extremely personal to Charles Wesley. And he was he was deeply convicted to write that lyric. You can't write that lyric without some intense personal engagement with the Savior. It's just not going to happen. And then, then the the um, the author of the I mean the composer of the music, Thomas Campbell, came wrote, wrote this great melody. But it's a hard melody. If you're a pianist, you'll know that's it's a hard melody to wrap your fingers around sometimes. So anyway, I'm going to go to Patty in Louisiana. By the way, if you want to be a part of the show and weigh in on this song, if it means something to you, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. Patty in Louisiana, good morning. Patty, how are you feeling? Um, well, I'm in Iowa, not Louisiana. Oh, Iowa, I'm sorry. Sorry, okay. this is what happens and I don't wear my, it says I-A, but not L-A, and I'm sorry about right. that. My, this is what happens when I don't wear my glasses early in the morning, Patty. You have to forgive me on that one. Oh, that's all right. And I'm feeling fine. Well, how are things just, in Iowa? Well, I just got finished doing some things for my husband. He's 90 and I'm 70, and he's since he had a cancer surgery in 2019, at 88, he, he was perfectly fine then, but this anesthesia affected his memory and it's gradually gotten worse so I'm his uh, full-time caregiver now. I've cared for a number of people over the years but he's the one now and he's funny as all get out and I love him but you know you really... Right, now, now if you go to... Give me an example. What's something that comes off the top of your head here that, that makes you laugh about him? Just the funny things he says, and I write them down a lot of times because he says just this kind of hilarious things. I try to think what. Uh, I'm putting you on the spot, but it's always good to be specific on that because I I think those yeah. are the things to in the dark times is that he you know what what's the, what's the latest thing you wrote down that he said that was funny. Well, I don't have the latest thing right in front of me. It's in another room, but I'm looking at something else. Sometimes I just jot them down on an envelope or something, whatever's handy. And one time I was um, I, I was putting, helping him get in bed, I think, and anyway, uh, he was grumbling about something, and I, I said, you know, you, you shouldn't grumble. And... Um, he he just immediately made up this funny little rhyme. He said, grumble, grumble, grumble. I might take a tumble if I grumble, grumble, grumble. And after I asked him, that was when I asked him to please stop grumbling. Another time I, I said, uh, 
Oh, I was trying to get him situated. He's got a wedge pillow and then this neck pillow that's on top of that. And I try to get him in there where he will, uh, where his head will be at the right position at the top of the pillow when he gets lying down. And the other night I said to him that um, his head wasn't in the right position. And he said, he grinned at me and he said, Yes, it is. It's on my neck. <laughs> <laughs> you know, isn't that... And how long have you two been married? Oh, 26 years now. We we married when I was 44 and he was 64. But he's just... You know, he's a... He really loves the Lord, but you know, it's dementia sometimes. Things change and... He never used um, not terrible language, but he uses words he didn't use before a lot of times. But he's he's my delight. I just love him. But well, I, I'm glad you're writing these things down, Patty, because those are going to sustain you for years to come. And you look back and you'll laugh about it, and you'll you'll cut up about it with yourself. And 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 and, and yeah. I. I write things down that Gracie says, and I've, I've, I've told her that I'm going to probably publish this at some point because, like, we won some kind of, uh, there was some kind of insurance or medical thing we were trying to sort out. We finally, we prevailed and won and, uh, something, but it wasn't everything we wanted. And Gracie said, well, you don't bite a gift horse in the mouth. And, and, and I was like, what, you know, and she will, she will mangle the most normal of phrases and, and twist them together and say things. And I, I've, I've told her, I said, I'm going to publish a whole bunch of these things that you say, Gracieisms, And, um, you know, and those are things that help anchor us when the tears flow and it gets gnarly and, and we're we're struggling and we can remember those things back and you'll be able to laugh you're never going to forget i'm never going to forget grumble 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 i better stop not grumble otherwise i'll take a tumble i'm never going to forget that now you know patty i mean how how, how do we forget that that's that's hilarious yeah. and, and and also what funny little songs too right on the spot i mean he's some of the things he says you really have to have some uh good word comprehension to make these funny word plays he does but anyway he's funny but i wanted to comment on the song i well tell me about the song what does it mean to you well i grew up in a liberal church and began wait a minute hold on hold on just a second i didn't realize we were bumping up against the clock can you hang on through the break and we can finish this after the break yes i can thank you so much for that patty because i I didn't want to Cut in your time for that because I bet it's a great story. This is Hope for the Caregiver. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is the show for you as a family caregiver. And I think those are our words today. Don't grumble, 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 or you're liable to take a tumble. And that's a great... <laughs> I'm never going to forget that. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. What's your identity? Who do you identify as? That's the question our society is asking, but we as caregivers have been asking that for a long time. Hey, this is right. Peter Rosenberger. Have you ever helped somebody walk for the first time? I've had that privilege many times through our organization, Standing with Hope. When my wife, Gracie, gave up both of her legs following this horrible wreck that she had as a teenager, and she tried to save them for years, and it just wouldn't work out, and finally she relinquished them and thought, wow, this is it. I mean, I don't have any legs anymore. What can God do with that? 
And then she had this vision for using prosthetic limbs as a means of sharing the gospel, to put legs on her fellow amputees. And that's what we've been doing now since 2005 with Standing With Hope. We work in the West African country of Ghana, and you can be a part of that through supplies, through supporting team members, through supporting the work that we're doing over there. You could designate a limb. There's all kinds of ways that you could be a part of giving the gift that keeps on walking at standingwithhope.com. Would you take a moment to go out to standingwithhope.com and see how you can give They go walking and leaping and praising God. You can be a part of that at standingwithhope.com. While in the emergency room with my wife, as she was struggling with the COVID-19 virus herself, and I looked at her, I said, are you scared? And she said, a little bit, but I've been through worse. The Certainty of Mankind's History with Uncertainty, an article by Peter Rosenberger. And then as her fever was approaching almost 103, she started singing in Christ alone. I place my trust and find my glory in the power of the cross. And that's how she has anchored herself in the certainty of Christ through her huge medical journey that has included 80 surgeries, both of her legs amputated, 100 doctors have treated her, 12 hospitals, and now the COVID-19 virus. And so when we live with those kinds of uncertainties, anchoring ourselves in Christ, in Christ alone, that's the only place we can run to where there is certainty. To read this article and more, visit afa.net forward slash the stand. Welcome back to Hope with the Caregiver. This is Peter Roseberger. This is the show for you as a family caregiver, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840. We're talking with Patty in Iowa, and she's going to tell us about the song that we did today. The song we did today, um, the course of an amazing love how can it be that thou my god wouldst die for me that's a great great hymn by charles wesley thomas campbell wrote it and we're talking about identity and and playing the melody learning to to speak in your own voice and that is one of the um the song the hymns over the years i struggled with making sure i got that melody right because it's a it's a very it's a very lyrical melody but it as a pianist you're grabbing notes that are kind of you know, it's different for your hand. And so for me, I've always, for me, I've always worked at that melody. And it's a great lesson to remind myself to work at my own melody. Now, Patty was going to tell us about this song and uh, a story about it with her. And so go ahead, Patty. Thank you for holding through the break. Oh, you're welcome. But before I tell that, it's not that long to tell, but I, I wanted to briefly finish something. I called you Father's Day weekend because a lady named Patricia had called you maybe the week before about her daughter, Sheila, who had hydrocephaly. Yes, yes. Anyway, uh, I called to say that my sister had been one of those people who, from her church that helped with care. Right, I remember that. She was yeah. down in Jacksonville, I think, and you heard her, and you were yeah, your and sister had been caring suburb. for that family. Yeah, well, my sister, I didn't, I, we got on to Father's Day, and I 
didn't finish my my sister later on the same year that she went to France with one of David Patricia's sons, Jamie, who was one of her students at the Christian school there. Um, she came back from that trip not well, and uh, later she had a, went to school and, and was in severe pain all of a sudden and taken... She ended up in emergency surgery, and one of the elders of her church was her surgeon. He thought it was just appendix or something, but when they opened her up, she had uh, colon cancer that had grown out and spilled everything into her. Anyway, it was they didn't know if she'd live to recover from the surgery, but she lived a year after that. And... Mm. Uh, her church, during the time she was down there, later on we, for the last few months, brought her back to Iowa. But I stayed down there with her. I had lived in Florida once before and knew some of the people. But anyway, they, her church was just wonderful. They, before my family could get down there, people in the hospital said they were lined up down the hall to see her and bring things that make her more comfortable, even when she wasn't uh, with it yet. You know, they that's one of the things I... Playing I, Christian music I, in her room. And, anyway. Patty, that's one, of, that's one of the things, Patty, that I really... Uh, I think the COVID has, has so devastated us as we've lost that ability to do that, to minister to the sick and the wounded. And, uh, and that churches in, in mass have, been, have lost that. So, uh, well, tell me, tell me the, the story about this song and a little bit of, of the ones that really were, you know, she had been a blessing to them, and they turned around and were really a blessing to her. Well, that and to our I, I remember that call well. But in the brief little bit of time we have here, Patty, can you get right to tell me about that song and, and yes. why that's meaningful to you? I, I especially loved. Well, you know, I grew up in a liberal church, and I had from the time I was in sixth grade, I was just seeking what I wanted to be. I didn't even know how to say it. I just, I had read about people who were what I called on speaking terms with God. And I, anyway, I, I just longed to know God and to know that I was forgiven. And they never talked about that. My church it was just all social justice kind of stuff. But then I'm praying about that. God led me. I ended up working at a Salvation Army camp for summer to earn money for college. And through those people, I came to really um, know for certain. I mean, I had I'd kind of come to know the Lord, but I didn't really know much about it, you know. I just stumbled on it on my own in eighth grade, just crying out to him. But I didn't really understand it. And then I ended up going to a Christian college. Through God just led me step by step. And then I ended up, at, uh, again, just without even planning it, God just led me and provided what I needed. I went to graduate school at Asbury Seminary in Wilmore, Kentucky, to study Christian education. I had changed my major 
to Bible, I said, I don't know. You know, if I have to wash dishes the rest of my life, then because I don't get a degree that I can do something with, I want to know God's Word. But when I uh, got to Asbury, it's the first time I ever heard that song. And uh, most of the students were men. And uh, anyway, I can remember in chapel hearing a men's choir singing that song. And uh, it just so touched my heart every time I... Oh, it, it, listen, if you hear... If you hear a, uh, hang on just a second, Patty. If you hear this song uh, sung by people who really believe it, it'll yes. it'll transform you. It it will well, it yes, will really would sing it, and it did. Oh, it, there's I this love and, that verse you just said about where it's long my imprisoned spirit like bound. Well, it this and is one of those songs like forth and followed. My chains fell off. My heart was free. I rose, went forth, and followed thee. Followed thee. That is great stuff there, Patty. Uh, and I just appreciate very much you sharing that because it, this is one of those songs like A Mighty Fortress and Holy, Holy, Holy. Uh, there's so many of this. When you hear a congregation sing this with with passion and with, with conviction, it will change your life. It will truly change your life. And this is one of those um, amazing love. How can it be that thou, my God, wouldst die for me? And the way this worked for me as a, as a, as a pianist and as a caregiver and as a, as just as an individual is I had to go back and slowly play that melody. Da, 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 ba, da, da. And then everything became this exclamation point, this, 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 driven home concept you know uh, uh, amazing love how can it be that thou my god should die for me i mean that is th- th- those kinds of things uh, drive home the conviction that sustains you when the craziness is trying to overpower you and 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 I was as Patty was talking about you know church preaching social justice and all that kind of stuff. If we spent more time in these types of texts, we wouldn't have to have conversations about social justice. I promise you. Long my imprisoned spirit lay, fast bound in sin and nature's night. Thine eye diffused a quickening ray. I woke the dungeon flame with light. If we spent more time with these kinds of concepts. The social justice issues, the identity issues, everything else would would just fade away. We wouldn't even have to, have to spend any time thinking about it because this is so transformative. Left his father's throne above, so free, so infinite his grace, emptied himself of all but love and bled for Adam's helpless race. Tis mercy all, immense and free, for, oh my God, it found out me and if we're going to survive as a caregiver now we can do this for a couple of weeks we can do it for a couple of months we sometimes do it for a couple of years but when you get into the decades journey you can't sustain this on your own you can't 
And anybody that tells you that they can will lie about other things too. Because you can't. It's not possible. I've talked to too many caregivers and I've lived it myself. You have to draw from this inexhaustible love of God that strengthens you and equips you. There are no atheists in this foxhole. I promise you. And, and I, I, I look at people who attempt to try to do something like this without that anchoring conviction of God's love. And, and I, 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 I cringe for what they're about to go through. This is all that we can lean on. There's bedrock in this. And that's why these songs still, after hundreds of years, still mean something. Patty, I thank you so much for the the call and for and and for that picture at at the chapel there at Asbury. I had that similar things like that with me when I was at um, Columbia International University in South Carolina. It's, it used to be called Columbia Bible College, and I was there for a couple of years, and then I transferred to Belmont to go into music in Nashville. But you know, when when you have a chapel full of people singing this with such deep conviction, and this is what. But I, I hope that we as, as believers can push back against this society that is trying to limit our involvement. And I think as church members, we need to, I don't care if you have to wear a mask, if you have to be vaccinated, whatever, I don't care. Get together and worship corporately and build one another up singing these songs, reminding each other of this great truth. This is how we win the war. This is how we do it as caregivers. Healthy caregivers make better caregivers. Hope for the caregiver.com. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.